0: All right, welcome back at Smokin' and Toastin', and we are so uh, thrilled to be with you today. Show number 69, we're brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, and now as promised, uh, as promised. As See? promised. I, 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 you
1: already, you already <laughs> that, got That me... 69 <laughs> is getting you. That's fun with the English language right there. That's right,
0: that's right. We welcome uh, Mr. Nimish Desai. Nimish, welcome. Well, it's an honor to be
1: here. Great town of Houston. But we're going to turn this into Packer Nation tonight. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys from being the losers to winners. Go see, Pack, go, baby. You were you talking did. about
0: that because Aaron Rodgers is playing. Aaron so is you're back, all, taking okay, us to the promised see. land. All right. So how long have you been a Packer fan?
1: We were born and raised. Actually, we were all born in India, but we grew up in Green Bay. So oh, we've okay. been Packer oh, fans wow. since the 70s.
0: Now, when you say we, you're talking, you're talking about the Rocky, whole, and you, Nish Rocky too, Yes. Rocky and Nish as, as well. Yes, see, sir. you are a cousin, right? I am the cousin to to, to Rocky. So, yeah. but you've been with the company since it was Indian Tobacco, is that right?
1: I started back in 99. Rocky officially started in 97. I started in 99 and Nish came on I think about 2003. So it's it's a family business. We love it, we enjoy it and just a lot of fun.
0: Now, we talked with Rocky of course when we were out at the out at the Big Smoke and uh, he was uh, very gracious. We had a good time talking uh, tobacco with him and I want to pose one of the same questions we asked him. To you, how did you guys manage to pull off, or or were you nervous at all about trying to pull off? When you changed the company from being the Indian Tobacco Company to being Rocky Patel Cigars, how, were you nervous that Patel is not exactly your not a typical Latin American name, right? traditional cigar type name? And these days, that wouldn't be all that scary. But back back when you guys did it, there weren't... A lot of that was a little more trendsetting. Let me tell you yeah. how that happened.
1: I don't know if Rocky told you your whole story, but as Indian Tobacco, we had our ups and downs, and we were just you know we had a lot of issues with quality control because we didn't know tobacco that well then. So Rocky was visiting George Brightman, who at that time was working for Cigar Aficionado, and George is telling Rocky, "You know, you got a good name, but Indian Tobacco is very inconsistent. Your products now—we just came out with Vintage and Edge—was in the horizon, so mm-hmm. our products were getting much better." But you need change the name of your company, and I think you should use your name, Rocky Patel. So he comes back and tells me, and I said, "Are you effing crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell <laughs> wants to smoke a Rocky Patel?" Well,
0: I, I, I was one eighty wrong there. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it, actually, <laughs> it it almost it right? was one of those things that it was so different from everything else that you stood out among everything else that was on the shelves. Well, you know, Cuban.
1: think about it. We're n- we're not Latinos. We're definitely not Cubans, and who the heck's going to smoke a cigar made by an Indian? It just, at that time, was something <laughs> unique and different. And you know what? We kept the consistency, good quality products, and at the end of the day, the name doesn't matter. If you put out a good product, and people are going to come Well, smoking. you
2: make the name at that point. Yeah, you really do. You, know, you make the name matter, and that's that's what I think happened in this case.
0: In the end, if you've smoked it and it's great, it doesn't matter what it's called, as that's long as true. you can find it yep. again. But, but getting people to try it and getting people to kind of trust the name takes a little more. Now, you mentioned... With with Indian tobacco, you had you know some quality control issues, and you guys were still learning tobacco. tobacco. But once the Rocky Patel uh, name got applied, seemed like the quality and consistency really kind of snapped together. What did you do to
1: change?
0: What what changed from Indian tobacco to Rocky Patel in terms of well, quality and consistency? Well, What
1: happened? We first started with the Placentia family, who we're still with, mm-hmm. but at that time. They're one of the largest growers in the world, but they mm-hmm. also had... The reason they opened up the factories was because they had all this extra tobacco that they had to use, So they and it was during the boom. So at that time, you're just making cigars. Mm-hmm. No one cared about quality because right. the consumer wasn't educated then. They just wanted to put something in their mouth.
0: Everybody needed stock in their humidors yeah. all the
1: stores. So yeah. all the a lot of cigars at that time were not of great quality, mm-hmm. and when we started business with Placentia, they kind of had that same mentality. So together... We realized if we want to make Indian tobacco work, we got to fix the quality issues, better fermented tobacco, better qualities. And we slowly starting putting all these stages of quality control into the factories with the Placentias. Now, in my opinion, make some of the best cigars in the world. So that helped us get to the next level, the quality, the consistency, and also we were learning tobacco. Right. You know, so that was the key.
0: Now, I was at, uh, I've told this story before, but I was at a cigar dinner in New Hampshire. Uh, with the two guys smoke shop up there good people and uh, they threw a cigar dinner had some had some people come around i bought some tickets i went to it and wound up being seated cuz they had assigned seating so i found my name card and wound up being seated next to rocky patel i well, apologize for that I, well first of all <laughs> first of all i knew who he was this was before rocky's name was on the cigars so I, but i knew who he was from indian tobacco and i so i said hey i really like some of your cigars and we got talking he said well if you like my cigars and he reached into his jacket pocket and handed me the first vintage that i'd ever that i'd ever seen with the purple uh label and it said rocky patel on it and that was when i looked at him i said you're going to call it Rocky, Rocky Patel? Patel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I smoked that cigar uh, that night, and it was terrific. And really, I've been a fan ever since. You know, b- big fan of The Edge when it came out. And uh, we mentioned, actually, when we were talking with Rocky, that the, uh, the 55. Yeah,
1: you know, 55 is pretty awesome, amazing. Awesome, D- awesome. Smoke. Just unique one unique and my, different. That's what yeah, I love about it.
0: Just one of my Desert Island, like, all-time favorite smokes. So, well,
1: so let me tell you a story about Rocky when we first started. Rocky's a great salesman. But like I said, our product was very inconsistent. So at the trade show, when we were introducing Vintage the very first time, at that time we had all independent reps, and we're like, where are the people? And everyone would come up to us. Look, they all love Rocky, but your product's so inconsistent, they know if they come say hi to Rocky, he's going to make them buy a bunch of cigars (laughs) that they can't sell. (laughs) So Rocky goes like, do me a favor. So he tells all our reps, take a bundle, give them to your good customers, and they gave them to him. They lit it up. You know, they're nervous because of the quality issues. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden the droves of people just started coming. They smoked that first vintage, and they all just came to order. And for us back then, 10, 15, 20-box order was unheard of for us. They were just ordering volumes, and all of a sudden the business just started taking off from there.
0: How do you guys uh, keep things consistent now that you're producing so many more cigars than you were back in that time?
1: Well, the thing is, the wine industry has educated people that from year to year, vintage is the wines are going to be different right right we have not educated our consumer to that nor will we ever do that but people want to smoke the same cigar year after year after year they don't want it to change so what happens it's all based on the tobaccos because if you have a very dry season mm-hmm. generally that tobacco will be a little stronger a little more powerful if there's a lot of rain that tobacco could be a little milder than normal so what you have to do is when you get that crop in for this next year coming up in january You're blending. So you're not changing the blend of the cigar per se, but you're changing the quantities. Let's say if a cigar, when we first started, had one third Ligero, one third Viso, one third Seiko. Now you're playing with those percentages. You're using the same tobacco to, to achieve the same flavor to and smoke as close and, as possible. You're never going right, to be right. 100% on point, but you try to keep it but as close as possible. That's where
2: being a master blender makes all the difference, to sure. keep that
1: consistency in
2: your product yeah. year after year after year.
0: Which really it reminds me of like the, the spirits industry, where you know, you've got someone who's maybe producing a single malt scotch, but... Uh, but the barrels are going to be a little different every time, and the, the vintage every year is going anytime to be you're a dealing little with different. the organic materials. Right, right. Yeah. There's always going to be a change, and you've got the the blender trying to find that sweet spot to make it consistent. Mimic it and be the yes. same
1: as you. And it, that's not an easy thing to do. It's very difficult to do. But we're blessed. Placentias have a lot of tobacco, and they also have connections to get us the right materials. The key people don't realize it's not it's having good quality cure tobacco, and then you got to ferment it properly. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have it right from the farm, it doesn't matter what you do to it, you're never going to get it right. Right.
0: Now, how did you, uh, when you were first involved with Indian Tobacco and then with uh, the Rocky Patel Company, uh, were you primarily an ambassador? Were you involved in, in, you know, doing the creation and blending? What what was your primary role, and has that changed?
1: Yes, it's definitely changed. But when I first, I'm an accountant by nature. So I, I started with the company taking care of the books. Ah, uh-huh. And then as Rocky was getting, he was was living on the road. He literally lived out of his suitcase. He probably was on the road 320, 330 days out of the year. And it it gets to be a lot. That's dedication. You need to go down to the factories and start learning tobacco. I said, I I smoke one cigar a month. What do I know about (laughs) tobacco? He goes, you got to go down there, start learning. So I'm by no means a tobacco guy, but I understand the process now, what it takes. And we have great people in the factory. So I go down there. Just checking on quality controls, but that now my main responsibilities are the factories, our logistical department, and our national accounts.
0: So wow, so so you are in the factories then? Do you, when when you go into the factory and they're you know they've got to do you like do like sight smokes? In other words, do you walk up to? A group of cigars that's
1: just been rolled and
0: and smoke them and test them. How does that work? I do,
1: but I I try not to smoke cigars right off the table because sure. they, they have a lot more it's humidity. Be yeah, and it's going to have a lot right. more humidity than when a cigar is aging. So I try to go into the humidor, pick cigars that have aged for eight, six, ten weeks, and smoke them. But what's difficult is cigars. For whatever reason, no one can explain this to me. Taste different in Latin America than they do in the U.S. Maybe it's the altitude in Honduras. You mean just the Physical act of smoking a yeah. cigar. The flavor complete. will be different, different from that same cigar here. So whenever we pick a blend, if we like it down there, then we bring it to the U.S. before we make. Oh, all you, we have have yeah, you have to try it both places. Wow! wow. Place. I never
0: knew that. Wow! I, I
2: I've never. I don't think anyone's ever told us that. before. Uh-uh. That's, that, that's, that's fascinating. That's crazy. I, um, quick question. Uh, so you can still buy Indian tobacco cigars? Is that any?
1: No, we we discontinued our relationship with Indian tobacco. Okay. The year okay, a year that's and a half what ago, I was wondering. But, I didn't know. Uh, you there's could a for gentleman a while, I think. named right. Philip Zengi who's who's bring on Indian Motorcycle and he makes a, a brand oh, okay. and call Indian Motorcycle. Oh uh, right. okay. okay. So, gotcha. so uh, easy I think
0: for that to
2: be confused. So otherwise there's going to be old stock if if there's any yeah, around. Yeah, if there's any okay,
0: around got it's got old you. stock definitely. Yeah. Well, it's uh, well, you guys have got so many different blends though now and so many different sizes and so many different uh, shapes and flavors. You really don't need the Indian tobacco uh, uh, line at no, all. Our, our portfolio
1: you know? is huge, so. Yeah,
0: it really is. Is that is that by design or is it just kind of how it's going when when you guys think, okay, let's blend another one?
1: Well, what we did was we knew years ago, because Rocky's involved with the FDA and what's going on, the fight. So we knew there was going to be a date, precedent date. We didn't know at that time what, but right. we said, let's start putting out a lot of brands because we may not be able to make cigars in the we future.
0: We might not be able to make new make brands. New brands. Yeah. With some it's of the just, laws. Right? We are putting right. out yeah. a lot
1: of stuff, but then it got to a point, Now well. When you put out a new brand, you got to compete against those numbers next year. And every guy, what's new in the store when they go in? What's new? What's new? They want to try what's new. Right. So you, to keep up with just uh, our business, we have to keep producing new cigars all the time.
0: Fascinating yeah. stuff. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Nimish, this is uh, awesome. I love talking uh, tobacco with you. And we want to do more of that when we come back at Smoking and Toasting. Thank you guys for listening and for watching us on Facebook Live. Thank you. Smoking and toasting, and I'm Cruz, and my partner is Ian Berry, and we What's are up, in the house uh, with Nimish Desai from Rocky Patel. Our show is brought to you by b Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Uh, but today we are live at the Cigar Store and Lounge by CDOT. It's at 9235. Main Street in Houston, ninety-two thirty-five, which is harder to say than you might think. But uh, ninety-two thirty-five Main Street, and this is my first time in here. And I do have to say, by the way, they're humidor. It's
2: awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful humidor. It's Beautiful.
0: It's thank huge. you, sir. It's got tons of stock, and it has. And I noticed that Nimish, just, uh, Nimish is actually, basically, sponsoring this entire segment because not only has he broken out for some of the new, uh, some of the new vintage cigars. Uh, these are the ones with the San Andreas wrapper, but he's also uh, uh, brought us a, a spirit to taste, and we'll get to that in a moment as well.
2: So oh, it smells good. Uh,
0: so, uh, so I want to ask, ask you, after you uh, light up there, Nimish, tell us about this particular uh, blend and where the concept came from. And is this the first time you guys have used a San
1: Andreas wrapper? It is, right? No, we use—actually, the San Andreas is on the Sangro Maduro, so we have oh, yeah. used it in the past. But let me tell you a little bit about this cigar. So this is our first vintage— Made in our own factory in Nicaragua. All the other vintages come out of Honduras, but this one actually made in Nicaragua. I think it's the boldest of all the vintages that we had, so it's definitely a step up in strength from the other ones, but it still has that richness, that well-balancedness that you have with the regular vintages. And how we came up with this is Rocky has been working on this blend for a while, and there's a Lake San Andreas. I'm going to explain to you why the spelling is a little different. If you look, it's spelled different than... The tobacco will leave San Andreas in the region. And there's a ah. place called just outside, somewhere in northern Cal, and I forget where, Lake San Andreas, spelled like this. And he kind of created this concept of the cigar up there, and that's why we spell San Andreas this way instead of well, the other way. Well, that's interesting.
0: I thought it might be some kind of a dialect thing. Well, like, well it could uh, have been, too. Yeah, we yeah. were yeah. drinking. Well, <laughs> well, I didn't necessarily mean your dialect, but, but you know how there are some places in the world where they not only mis- pronounce things differently, but spell them differently depending on
1: what right. region and stuff. And Remember, San Andreas doing, so. is a Latin word. Lake San Andreas in the U.S. is obviously different, and that's the way they spell it, the way we have it on the cigar.
2: Well, you know, uh, the Guadalupe River is pronounced Guadalupe, but if you go on Guadalupe Street in Austin, everyone looks at you funny if you say Guadalupe.
0: That's right. <laughs> hey, listen, I, uh, I, I grew up in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Um, there's a, One of the major streets there is called San Pedro, but if you go to California, the town is not called San Pedro. It's called San Pedro. So it's just, wow. it's like
1: that all over the world. It's kind <laughs> of like being in New Orleans and trying to pronounce one of the street names there. Oh, forget the about forget names <laughs> <laughs> Except for I, Bourbon Street. That uh, one I Bourbon Street pretty easy. <laughs> I can tell you in my, uh, in my old days
0: doing uh, broadcast radio, uh, I did at one point take a job in New Orleans. And they won't let you go on the air there until you've lived there for a month because the language is so different and the way people pronounce things is so different and people who live there are so locally oriented even though tourism's they're their proud major thing of their city. yeah they're very proud of their city they don't want to hear you go on the radio and and not know how to
2: say chapatulas. They don't you have uh, they don't have a I median can't say
1: chapatulas. <laughs> it took me forever because I tried to start with the T. Yeah, <laughs> it starts right, with the T. Right. They exactly. don't have a
2: median in the middle of their boulevards either. That's neutral ground.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> that's literally right. what they call it. That's it's easier right. to walk across the street when you've been drinking. So <laughs> yeah. a lot shorter walk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought the neutral ground was like where the Klingon where you go to the, where the Klingons are. But that's, a, <laughs> well, that's gentlemen, just, let's do a cheers. Yes, this is uh, this is great because you actually even brought some spirits with you. Yes, this we did. The Bell I think. The it's double, the double wood. wood.
2: It's yes. a double wood. Oh, the yes, double is. This is such a good one. This is a favorite, so. isn't it? Uh, that and, and a, song,
1: and a uh, 2006 San Andreas vintage, I think, go well and well. Together. And generous with the poor. Now, uh, tell me about the Heavy tobacco. Poor. Is it all Nicaraguan? Uh, or, no, it uh, has uh, tobaccos from mostly Nicaraguan. We have some mm-hmm. Honduran in there to give that hint of sweetness, and Dominican olor in there, too. So... That actually, the sweetness in the uh,
2: in the scotch really kind of wraps around the this, earthy.
1: This really works
2: fullness in the cigar. Good, You're right? Good it's job on that pairing. one. Great pairing. <laughs> um, so yeah, the cigar
0: definitely has some earthiness to it. Uh, there is a little sweetness in there. Mm-hmm. You said that comes from the Ecuadorian tobacco. Oh, from the Honduran. Oh, I'm Honduran. sorry, from the Honduran tobacco. So we were talking about this last week on the show. I almost feel like the quality of some of the cigars that are coming out of Nicaragua right now is as good or perhaps even superior to Cuban tobacco and what's coming out of Cuba, especially I agree especially right now. Yeah. It's just so good. So many of the Nicaraguan cigars are so full of flavor and they're just and this one's no exception by the way. This well, is terrific. Well, our
1: consumer is very well educated now. Mm-hmm. It's not like the cigar boom where they just want to put something in their mouth. Right. Now the consumer is so well-educated, they want something that's well-balanced, rich. doesn't matter if it's mild, medium, or full-bodied. They just want to taste a cigar. They don't want to smoke air anymore. They want to mm-hmm. taste tobacco and the blending of the tobaccos together. And the strength is, you know, a lot of people, oh, I like a, a strong, strong cigar. They get confused with full-flavored and full-bodied. Right. right. Full-bodied is, ju- is the just a power. power. Right. Full-flavored is... What I think most cigars Big, are, yeah. and that's not a full-bodied cigar. I know a lot of mild, I think the vintage 1999, is a very mild cigar, it but mild it's got, cigar. A got a lot of flavor to right, it. Right. And a
2: complex flavor on a that. Flavor. that. Yeah. When I uh, very first started smoking cigars, I actually was convinced that I liked the mild to medium range. And quickly realized a few months into experimenting with different cigars that I really actually like the medium to full range.
1: That's what I like yeah. much
2: big much better. Now that doesn't mean I don't like mild cigars. I do like uh, quite a few of them, as long as they have a big, full flavor to them well, and a nice complex flavor.
0: I don't mind smoking a powerhouse every now and then, but I don't like if it's a one note.
1: Well, you don't want powerhouse, you just you know? don't want something right. that's linear. You just don't want right. all strength. Right, right. you right. want something behind it.
0: If it's got like you know. Three quarters of its leghetto tobacco, and it's just like trying to knock yeah. you over. You don't it's want not want to smoke It's not going to have. Not as good
2: enjoyable to me. Right, exactly. Well, and the same and a cigar takes long enough to where you don't just sit down and smoke a cigar. You experience a it's an cigar. An experience. You yeah. actually, you know, because this is going to take you know forty minutes, or more, to really get through it, or more. Yeah.
1: I it, always tell people when you smoke a cigar, you should enjoy the experience. Whatever you're doing, it should enhance that. Experience right. you're having, whether
2: you're
0: having uh,
2: something else to drink. I have to admit, I have a I have a certain level of cigars that I enjoy mowing the lawn with. Doesn't call <laughs> my lawn mower dog walker. <laughs> dog walkers, dog yeah. egg, dog walker, same thing, like, kind of the under five dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. range kind of stuff.
0: Uh, Ian is great with the with coming up with the different sayings that are repeatable, <laughs> and one of his that I have uh, some that aren't too, yeah, some that aren't, especially in uh, polite company. Uh, but uh, but one of his that I have really latched onto and love repeating is there's no way to hurry up and smoke a cigar no yeah, you, can. you can i love that and that's to, that was what attracted me to cigars in the first place yeah. when i very first started smoking was the fact that when you smoke it you just like you just chill and it, you know people talk about the health stuff and i know uh rocky's in uh, uh dc a lot working uh, uh against some of the you know regulations that people want to put on these things, but to me, there's no understating the health benefits of the end of the day relaxing Relaxation, with a yeah. smoke yeah. and just letting all that pressure go. I mean, it's it's to me that's the whole reason to smoke cigars. Well, I agree.
1: And think about this: I know a lot of cigarette smokers. I know a lot of cigar smokers. I don't know of one cigar smoker who wakes up in the morning and the first thing they gotta do is put a cigar in their mouth. Right. I don't know of anybody who mm-hmm. does that. People smoke because they enjoy it, not mm-hmm. because it's first of all, it's all because natural. Gotta, yeah. It's not yeah. the chemicals or whatever, right. the paper that makes them, their body needing that Right. It's, it's,
0: not, it's not as much of a uh, physical need, need yeah. as it is, wow, I'm looking forward to that moment when I can sit down and really enjoy uh, Guys smoking. work
1: hard all day. Yeah. Last, they want to go home or come to their favorite cigar store. Have a cigar and their favorite beverage. That's mm-hmm. what they do. That's how they relax for that one hour.
0: That's that's absolutely true. Nimish, when you're on the road, uh, I know you're doing an event uh, here today at the uh, Cigar Store and Lounge by C Dot. Um, what do those events generally consist of? You come in, you you know, you talk to people about the cigars. Generally, there's sales going on. Mm-hmm. I know there are here today. What what uh, what usually happens at these type of things? And- well,
1: look, there's two things. First and foremost, obviously, we want to sell cigars. The shop owner wants to move inventory. That's Mm -hmm. the number one goal. Mm -hmm. But the key to us is creating some sort of relationships with those guys, getting to know the smokers in the stores, understanding and hopefully learning from understanding what they like and don't like about cigars and try to make better quality cigars. But the camaraderie, that's what we do. Yeah, Yeah, well,
0: you know, I mentioned when I uh, met Rocky uh, and enjoyed chatting with him and he gave me the cigar and I enjoyed it. Like, for you know for the next 5 6 years if if anybody would bring Rocky Patel cigars up I would always say oh yeah I got a chance to meet him he was great like it was it was a more personal connection and it kept me just as a consumer much more interested right. in seeing what the new releases would be right. seeing that, what that's the line's what we believe be.
1: it's all about creating that relationship putting a face on the product yeah. and it's, that's the key look everybody makes great cigars so why are you going to smoke our cigar instead of someone else's we believe because if we create that relationship with that guy he's going to remember man I had a great time with Rocky Nish or Nimish. You know what? I'm going to smoke their cigar because mm-hmm. people aren't bl- brand loyal anymore, and you should be. There's so many great cigars out there. We just want to be part of that portfolio. Yeah. And I have so many uh,
2: favorite and go-to cigars, but I always like to try something new. Like I try, if I see a new brand or a new something, I'm going to try it. You're I'm going to, going to give it use. a shot. Whether you yeah, like it right. or not, you're going to try sometimes it Sometimes you win, sometimes yeah. you lose. Yeah, you
0: won't know unless you try <laughs> it, right? right? So, so it makes, makes all the sense in the world to continue to experiment, but I will say... As I've gotten older and as I've spent more time smoking cigars, I really do now begin to have those entrenched favorites of that, I'm, that I'm like, okay, I could, I could try something or I could go for this that I know that I love. You're going to enjoy you know, it. And, and that, an that plays into you know, it as well. Cigar, you know?
1: a good quality cigar is not inexpensive. Right. And for a guy to spend $10, $12 for a cigar, if they're not sure they're going to like it, they may not do that. You know? so it's, well, it's one simple. thing that
2: helps, though, when you have a brand name, That you have absolute confidence in. You know, there are certain brands in every humidor that when I walk in, I know if I grab a cigar with that name on it, Rocky Patel included, it's going to be a good cigar. Yeah, you're not going to be disappointed by that. That right there is your brand loyalty because you always know it's going
1: to be. And there's quality control is the key to any cigar.
0: Okay, so we want to talk quality control, and I want to talk one of your lesser expensive cigars that I think turned the industry upside down, and that's The Edge. Yes. So we'll do that in our next segment. You're listening to Smoking and Toasting, uh, brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant in Houston and Fort Worth.
1: Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you.
0: Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. This is show number 69. That means something. I'm not sure what. Uh, but we are live with Nimish Desai of Rocky Patel. Nimish is Rocky's cousin and has been involved Correct. with the company since what year? 99. 99. So you've been there through most of the growth of yes. the Rocky Patel uh, Pretty uh, the company. Pretty much all the growth. Pretty much all of it, yeah. A little bit of Indian Tobacco and then into the into the rug. Started as an accountant uh, doing the books for the company. Yes, I and, did. And now you're really, with Rocky spending as much time as he does um, and now in Washington, D.C., lobbying for cigar rights, um, you really are the ambassador for the company, aren't well, you? Well,
1: I, I think Nish is the real ambassador. I'm going to be the second ambassador. Okay,
0: well, <laughs> I, I understand a little family politics there. I understand the, the way that goes. By the way, before I say anything else, I just want to say again how wonderful this new uh, vintage cigar, the San Andreas, is with this Balvini. This is fantastic. This is the Balvini Doublewood here. And Wow. This is a wonderful pairing.
1: Thank you. Now we're going to try a little beer here. What are yep, we trying yep. next? What
0: are you pouring here, Ian? Ah, uh, this is let me talking to my mic. <laughs> you can pour yourself a <laughs> beer. Pour, yeah. Yeah. So I'll talk to my
2: mic. This is actually a beer that my nephew brought to me when he was visiting uh, oh so many months ago that um, you can't keep an IPA too long, but this is a double platinum IPA from Star Hill Brewery. Cheers. Cheers. And Cheers. A double that's platinum. A, where is Star Hill? Well, <laughs> Ian, since you were the man, let me try that th- beer first. Oh. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlottesville, oh, uh, Virginia. That. Charlottesville, Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. So this is one that we didn't we don't normally get here in uh, Houston, Texas. So I thought it'd be fun. Since we tend to be Texas centric, did you uh,
1: bring those illegally over state lines?
2: Uh, I know nothing about that. <laughs> I just know that when my nephew left, this was in my refrigerator. Yeah, that was merry. And Christmas. He, yes. he was stationed. He's in the Navy. He was stationed mm-hmm. in. And uh, in, uh, it, it's much
0: like when I was. That area. Uh, yeah, it's much like when I was uh, visiting uh, Delaware and Maryland. I didn't bring any beers back. I can't help it if. Well, A sometimes box you showed just up like, at my house that well, may or may not have, have been packed by me. Sometimes you're just shipping yeah. the container and you don't really know you what's in I it. I agree. Yeah, that's that's right, but. Uh, but yeah, it happens. Well, we, it's our responsibility to taste uh, beers from all over the place. Ian, this is terrific. I'm uh, is, an actually. IPA fan, as you know, and this it is, is nice. This is a really nice beer. Well, the, the, very
2: well balanced. Very well balanced, and it doesn't leave you with just that pine cone sharpness on the on the tail end of it that a lot of the bigger IPAs do. So. And again,
0: I talk about this a lot, but uh, being a fan of IPAs and such a fan of cigars, one of the things that I don't like about IPAs is they often aren't compatible with Having a cigar because they'll have that bitterness. In my yes, opinion, they'll overpower the
2: This one is not that way well, though. This is this, this one is finishes terrific. with some bitter, but it has that malt profile right in the middle of the flavor. And that hits that the that a little outside bit of edgy, to me yeah. in, the,
1: in the front. Hits
2: yeah. that outside edge of your tongue, and actually, really will work with most cigars, especially the Maduro variety. Have a little sweetness of their own too. I mentioned we wanted to talk about the
0: Edge. Uh, when the Edge came out, it was a little bit less expensive than the other cigars in uh, the Rocky Patel line. And, man, did it take off. I remember the tobacco store that I shopped at at the time getting it in these big, long crates of, like, how many 100 cigars? cigars. hundred cigars. Still to this day. They would open them up, and, like, they'd be gone. Like, it, amazing to me how quickly that cigar became some, a cigar that just it seemed like everybody knew about and
1: loved. Right. Well, what's interesting about the Edge, when we first came out, think about it. It's a tray of 100 with no band on it. People were like, are you crazy? How are we going to sell this stuff? And at that time, Rocky Patel name wasn't as big as it is now. And We're like, how we sold people on this cigar, try it for a month. If you don't want it at the end of the month, ship back what you have left, and we'll credit you for the difference.
0: That's a pretty brave thing to do.
1: Yeah. But we believed in the cigar, well, and we yeah. did that. And all of a sudden, three, four days later, the guy's calling, hey, I need more. <laughs> mm-hmm. and not then, only am I not sending the box well, back, yeah, but they, I need They more. sold out. It That's was a great, great value price. It's still a value price cigar, right. but obviously it's not five fifty like it was when we first came out with it. But it's still under $7. Right. And at value price,
0: you know, we, we consider really anything under 8 bucks is, is, is in this, nowadays a value, yeah. value price cigar. And it doesn't smoke like one at all.
1: still no. doesn't. No. You know? and let me tell you what's interesting. So all of a sudden we're putting this cigar out there, but we couldn't keep up with demand. And all of a sudden, our rep goes, when did you ship these cigars? We didn't ship them. Guys were just taking any cigar and putting it in there. That's the reason oh, we came out with the wow. band to shop, uh, we'll stop it on the foot. from just The band that's it. around the foot, foot right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is a really,
2: cool, a really cool way to do it, So It's a nice visual work. Right. Just the band on the foot, super simple, just says edge. And we
1: want the cigar on itself like it did in the beginning to stick right. out. But when people were counterfeiting it, and then people, well, it doesn't taste like the edge. We had to come up with an idea, and that's the idea we came up with. Of
2: it th- that was obviously a pretty good size problem since you guys had to go ahead and put a ban on it. But how much percentage-wise is, is a counterfeit Rocky Patel nowadays?
1: Uh, it's not that big anymore. We have some minor issues, and we're working to fix them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's you're always, if anything sells, I don't care what brand it is in this industry and in anything. In feet, someone's going to counterfeit Somebody's going to counterfeit Because right? they want to make an easy buck. Is the Edge your best seller, or what is it? Edge is it's still enough? our number one seller, but... Vintage and Java are right on its.
0: And Java, now that's interesting. Um, a lot of cigar purists, you know, will stick up their nose a little bit at anything that's got a sort of a flavor. I'm not like that. I enjoy
1: the Java, uh, and I enjoy, you know, um, my acids wife smokes from the Javas from Drew all from time. Yeah. I smoke Java's. Uh, that is not my go-to cigar, but obviously with quality control, mm-hmm. you smoke it. But what's interesting to me when I walk into a store, I never see people smoking in few cigars. It amazes me. How much Java we move? I know Drew Estates moves a lot of their infused stuff. Where the heck are people smoking <laughs> this stuff? I don't know, because they must be taking it out in the shed and just puffing away like crazy. Maybe it's kind of like, didn't they say that about the Trump
0: voter, that a lot of the voters, <laughs> yeah. they would tell the uh, pollsters they weren't voting for Trump, but then they voted for then Trump? they voted uh, yeah, for him. So I, By I, I the way, know. he
1: is making America great, so yeah. <laughs> just that's look a, at our economy.
0: That's about as political as we'll get on the show yes, right sir. there. <laughs> well, now I know you guys, speaking of political things, I know you guys, uh, Rocky in particular, very involved in lobbying the um, uh, the people the FDA, in Washington yeah. D.C. and in trying to work with uh, uh, with the groups that are trying to keep all this unnecessary regulation from impacting the cigar industry. We understand as consumers that there should be a certain amount of regulation,
1: right. but some of these things just seem oh, really ridiculous. Yeah, really yeah. ridiculous. I'm uh, just going to put that word out there. It's the, crazy. 30% of the box needs to be covered with a health warning label. Yeah. How that's is that going to help anyone? Anyway. That's not going to stop a guy from smoking a cigar. Right. It's just going to make the box ugly. You've got to educate people out right. there. Look, we all know smoking is not the healthiest thing in the world to do, but we smoke it, cigars because we enjoy smoking cigars. They are 100% all natural. So, And that's what we want to educate people, and especially the DOJ and stuff. This is not a cigarette. We're not going after children we're going after adults who like finer things in life and that's what we're targeting I've, we I've had a, never
0: been in a cigar store we had a and report seen, a child
1: yeah we had a report one point in time that
2: you brought in actually you did some uh, diligence looking up uh, different cigar reports the FDA actually spent money on a report to find out how many um, under 18. Children we are smoking, premium, were smoking cigars. premium cigars, guess what? It's almost zero. Yeah,
1: I believe that. <laughs> like, <laughs> these they kids spend money and can't afford it. Now, if their dad has one if their dad sure. wants to introduce them to a cigar, I'm sure they're smoking it. But they can't come into a retail mm-hmm. shop and spend $10, $12, 15 on a premium cigar. Right. Yeah, right. It's, it's not an affordable habit for a teenager. Listen, yeah. we were all seventeen once. What are you going to do? Get a twelve pack of beer or a cigar? Yeah, right. You right, right. A exactly. of beer. <laughs> and, and and you're buying PBR at yes, that because yes.
0: you're you're not uh, you're not, uh, you're not uh, you know going to fork out the money for the better. That's why Boone's Farm and uh, and Mad Dog Twenty
1: Twenty exist. When I because, was in college, uh, it was all Milwaukee's best. I used to yeah. get cases of bottles for four ninety nine. If they were on special. I got them for three ninety nine a case. <laughs> well, was, you how know, many of you, you got to ago? really learn
2: what's bad to know what's good. Yeah, exactly. At some point in time,
1: that's
0: right. You should tell uh, Nimish about your uh, your uh, uh, what is it? your uh, my your club? CCSD, and your uh, yeah. Everyone so
2: I'm in a uh, I'm in a uh, brew club called the Connoisseur's Club of Smoking and Drinking, and you know we smoke cigars and uh, drink beers and liquor, and we talk about it. And sometimes we. We like to call ourselves a drinking, com- uh, drinking club with a brewing problem. I really. like that. Um, but uh, one of the things we do, and it's once in a while, maybe once, maybe twice a year, we have 80s night. And that means everyone brings 240 ounces of something. Because you got to <laughs> know B. what's bad. That's right. you got to, to know what's bad to know what's good. And to top that, I stopped. There's a little shop in town that sells a uh, specialty kind of beer and wine shop called the D&Q Mart. Looks like just your average corner store. They got beers there that you can't get and stuff. But um, I walked in there one day because I was going to our 80s night, and they had no lie a koozie for Old E, <laughs> <laughs> a full 40 ounce size. I own that. I actually own. That's one. actually pretty cool. Yeah, she does. It's pretty funny. <laughs> like I
1: said, I'm not a big beer drinker, but there's this place in downtown Philly called Monks. Ooh, they actually I love have Monks. A I've been there. Yes, Bible. Yes, it is. Re- some of these beers cost two, three hundred dollars a bottle. Now, they're yeah. probably thirty-two or forty ounces. It's amazing what incredible beers cost. And oh people yeah, yeah. It. oh yeah. It, it is. You
2: know? uh, um, uh, Sam Adams just put out their Utopias. Yes, uh, reason it's two hundred dollars a bottle. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so let's apply that to cigars. There are some cigars out there on the market. I'm not talking about the Davidoff one that was like a thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. But but there are some cigars that are pushing. 25 $29 yeah, sure. in your opinion just as a as a smoker but also somebody who's involved
1: in the, in the industry is there a cigar that's worth $28 $29 it's all marketing in my yeah. opinion no but that's you know another guy's opinion is different but you can get these price points because of great marketing in my opinion you know right but all cigars costs generally the same to produce. Obviously, cheaper cigars, inexpensive cigars use lesser quality tobaccos. But all the premiums, they all use good tobacco. But it's how you brand and market your company and what's your target market. Rocky's always been the guy. He wants to make a cigar for the blue-collar man. So most of our cigars fall under the ten dollar range. We do yeah. have cigars that cost a little more, mm-hmm. but we don't have those 25 thirty dollar yeah. cigars out there.
2: Right. Well, we mentioned earlier too that fifty five being one of one of our favorites overall is that smokes like a much more expensive. Cigar. Oh, it really and does. And and it's not a value price cigar, no. but it's not real expensive. It's not over the top expensive. Yeah. No. But like it really it's, isn't. that's
1: Rocky's belief was always try to make a cigar that the everyday man can smoke. It it, it is, I guess,
0: a little bit of a challenge these days. I'm guessing, you may tell me I'm wrong, but is it a bit of a challenge to get the quantity of the real quality tobacco that you need to, uh, to fill your orders? Because there's so many different companies
1: now making cigars. Sure. Listen, that is a problem, but like I said, we're blessed. We have the Placencia family, and they are the cigar gurus. I mean, they, they grow more Cuban seed tobacco than anybody in the world. They also have the old relationship, so if you want some of his tobacco, yeah, I'll give you this, but you give me this back. Of top quality tobacco, so we're lucky, and that's one of the reasons we were able to grow so quickly. Because a company, it's difficult to grow quickly. You may have the demand, but you don't have ready materials. Right, right. Well, the has had those ready materials, and now with our own factory in Nicaragua, our partner there, Milcar, we have we have our own fields. So we've been generating more and more tobacco, growing more tobacco, and just getting ready for the future. But it is a difficult thing to get. Everybody's fighting more and more money for top quality tobacco.
0: All right, so we want to talk about your uh, Nicaragua factory uh, and just ask you a few more things if you can hang with us for one more second. Of course. Nimish, we appreciate it. Nimish Desai is uh, with us here as we are live from the uh, Cigar Store and Lounge by Dot. We're at 93, 9235. I <laughs> told you I was going to mess that up. 9235 <laughs> Main Street in Houston. We'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting.
2: On the
0: beach in Hawaii. Nimish Desai from the Rocky Patel Cigar Company is with us now. Nimish, we Rocky Patel has been represented very well on our show because first we did a show with uh, with your boy Austin, oh. your your uh, local guy, and we had a really good time. That guy was just Talking about golf t- and ha- ha- right? Auburn well, football. <laughs> he, he kept trying to go to the Auburn thing, but you know, it, you know, we. We, I refer Auburn, so I, you know it's all good. But uh, you know, I I explained to him that, uh, and this is what I say sometimes to my friends who will put the uh, Texas A and M stickers on the back of their car. Not everyone can be accepted into the University of Texas. That is true. But you don't have to put a sticker on your car admitting that.
1: <laughs> that's, you know that but
0: again that's just me so you started talking green bay and you got I me on see this so. it's right. going you here. got me on this so. so no we really want to talk cigars though and uh, and to talk also uh craft beer and spirits and we're enjoying i'm still enjoying uh this balvenie doublewood this absolutely. is fantastic and ian's brought something special and it's in a it's in a tall box what's so up with that this
2: is from martin house brewing which is out of uh san Ant- not san antonio uh, uh fort worth and um We've actually I, I, me and my wife have actually been to this uh, brewery. It's real. They make a few really nice beers. All they do is can, though. So I think uh, what they decided, and this is a little genius. If you ask wait a me, minute, they don't do any bottles. No, not bottles, even not no even bottles. bombers. No, nope, no, nope, no bombers. Interesting. That's and incredible. so to compete with their, a lot of the companies do bombers and they do their small batch series and bourbon barrel aged and all right? this other yeah. stuff, right? And they get that bomber shelf space. So what? Martin House does is they give you this awesome looking box with two cans of their bourbon barrel aged uh, barrel aged salty lady with red currants is what we're about to try. It's called Queen of the Mist. Oh boy, Um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Sour, fruity, refreshing is what it says, and I got to read this because this is brilliant. At Martin House Brewing Company, we pride ourselves on one beer in particular: the Salty Lady. The Salty Lady is a goza, which is a sour beer. Now I've had that. It comes in a yellow can. I've yeah. had that. It's yeah. delicious. I think we had it on the show a long yes, time Yes, I believe we did. So this is that. This is, um, let's see, occasionally the salty lady gets an adventurous notion. She coops herself up inside of a barrel and takes a crazy ride with some with some fruit for a wood-laden uh, re-fermentation. The salty lady spends a few months in wine barrels with various fruits. I said bourbon barrels earlier. It's actually wine barrels. Sorry. The result is an amazingly complex, tart, and refreshing treat what comes out of the barrel is a little more refined and adventurous is known as Queen of the Mist. Queen Seasonal of the mist. brew will only be released a few times per year in a very limited batch. We will use a different fruit each time we make it. This August 17th batch contains delicious red currant. Have so you already are- poured we're going to be guinea right pigs. Yes, we're going to let gonna America be- know if this beer <laughs> goes right. along and with the cigar I have this cigar not tried or not. this beer. This is something yeah. so we're so
1: we're going to try it. it. It's, it's a Gose, so it's going to be a little <laughs> sour. Yeah. So, so it'll be see.
0: interesting to see how it goes with the cigar. Some pairings work and some don't, by the way. This is actually delicious.
2: I it love I actually sour beers. I have to try it with the cigar to see what happens. I hope it doesn't make the cigar sour. Let's find out. Actually, no. It actually brings out some of the leather in the cigar. The leather and kind of...
1: It does. You know, it's well bound because there's a hint of sweetness there, too. Mm-hmm. It's not yes. just sour.
2: And, and it has some saltiness, yeah. too, which plays well with, with the leather lady,
1: that you were right? talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. But the back of the throat, that saltiness and sourness goes away, so when you put the cigar mm-hmm. in the mouth, right. you don't have it in your
2: mouth. So, so not a bad pairing. Probably not my first pairing. I, I like the pairing with the Balvenie, probably well, the yes. best so far. <laughs> <laughs> but this is I a agree. good beer. I would, I will buy this again. I would drink, drink
0: this beer, this. Yes. That, that is very good. It's <laughs> very good. We were talking about them packaging it the way they do because of shelf space, because at your... Specialty beer stores or anybody that's got a good uh, a beer supply, you've got the big you know the big bombers lined up, uh, and they're looking for shelf space. With that, tell me how you guys have been so successful in getting shelf space in cigar retailers. Because I got to tell you, every place I go, the Rocky Patel, uh, the amount of the different brands that you have will outdo some of the companies that have been you know making cigars for years and who might have twice as many blends and, and uh,
1: things to offer uh, as you do? Well, first of all, we're blessed that the consumers enjoy our product, our product. So when you have a product that does sell, it's much easier to get it on the shelf. But yeah. secondly, and most importantly, we create relationships with our retailers. Right. So retailers can sell anything they want in their store, but they want to sell products of people they have relationships with. And since our products do sell and we have the relationships, they're willing to give us more and more shelf space and try new products that we do create now if
0: you're uh if you've got a number of your different blends on the shelf and you've got let's say one that doesn't sell as well as the others but it's a more sort of a specialized like special special market cigars is it hard to get the stores to leave that one there do they do, they, you, do you find that they want to um you know just put more of the vintage
1: or the edge or or maybe even another company's oh, cigars oh we do it if Look, every cigar we make doesn't sell in every market. That's not possible. Right. But if it doesn't work in a retail shop, our relationships with these guys, are we'll take that product back and put another product in its place, and hopefully that'll take off. Because remember, that's real estate, and that right. retailer doesn't want to just give up his real estate. He wants it to generate revenue, of and course. so do we, yeah. with our products. Right. So we work with our retailer, and if something's not selling for them, we'll try things to move it, but if it just doesn't work... We'll take it back and, and replace can, it.
2: That's a. It's odd how regional sometimes those flavor choices are as well, because something that sells here really well may not sell as much as in Cincinnati.
1: And we know we can you take know. it to Cincinnati and sell that box. Right, exactly. So. Can you think of an example of that, like
0: something that sells really well in a particular part of the United States that that maybe doesn't sell as well other, other places? or Well, I'll tell you by size.
1: What I've noticed, especially in the winter months, in the northern states, people want to generally smoke smaller cigars because unfortunately, yeah. yeah. unfortunately some guys actually go in their garage with heaters on and stuff. Uh-huh. They don't want to smoke a 6x60. A, a a yes. They want a little Robusto or a petite Corona or something, something like that. They can enjoy the flavor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've noticed that in regions, excuse my burp there, <laughs> I've <laughs> noticed the that in <laughs> regions, not per... Houston, but South region that people generally like stouter cigars mm-hmm. I've noticed that more in the northern regions they like milder cigars that's not an exact science, but you know in no but there's generalizations yeah. that work right yeah.
0: what yeah. about in Latin American countries do the uh, do the people there have different um, uh, different tastes different palates
1: well What's different about Latin America is if something's successful here, they'll bring it into Latin America. You gotta remember it's much not as affordable for a person to smoke in Latin America as it is here. Right. So you're selling cigars in high end stores, high end hotels because not everybody there can afford to smoke a cigar like they can in the USA. Sure. Right? So
0: Well, again, we'll be patriotic here and, and, and
1: say, I'll tell you a funny USA. story about Edge. <laughs> we yeah? when we put Edge in the Honduras it didn't sell. Because when we first came out, Wedge had no band on it. Right. right. Smoking there a, was a status symbol thing. So guys want to be seen with a band on it. Interesting. That cigar had no band uh. on it. It never sold well for us in Honduras until we put the band on. And then people were okay well, with it. They were okay to get it, but then in pictures, they got to take the band off, right? Because it it's, it's on the rag. foot. On the <laughs> foot. Yeah, put it on the finger. So it's just one of those things that really never worked well in Honduras. Yeah. It's not because of the cigar; it's more of a status symbol. More of a social. They, they see a cigar without a band; it, they think it's inexpensive. you know, the normal. Right, and they want they them. want to
0: be they want to show off it's, a little sure. bit. Well, uh, they hey, want to know I, I, I got can, money, that's why I can smoke I can, an expensive I can do cigar. It. Yeah, <laughs> um, will obviously part of your job as you taste different parts of your line and taste things that are in different, you know, um, stages of development. Uh, but what about tasting uh, the competition? Do you, is that something
1: you do on a regular basis? Of course, you got to know what the competition's doing. And like I said earlier, there's most companies out there are making incredible cigars, in my opinion. Yeah. That doesn't mean I like, look, I don't like everything we make. It's We don't blend for us, we blend for the consumer. For the consumer, sure. There's cigars of ours that I don't, I don't smoke that much. Because that's not what I'm looking for, right? But there's the competition out there is making some great cigars. What is your favorite in your line? Right now, it's the Sungro Maduro.
0: That is such a good
1: cigar. Yeah, I and love that, and that that's, what,
0: that's what we started with yes. here today. Yeah. And you're you're right. I mean, that is just it's one of the most flavorful cigars I think that you've ever done. Not
1: including the 55. I'll which tell you is this much. some of our best-selling cigars are the ones that I personally least like.
2: Interesting. I yeah. love how big and. Silky the smoke yeah. is on this one right yeah. here. Like, it's I'm enjoying gotta
1: this. Gotta have the draw. How does it
0: yeah. Rocky Patel Connecticut? Is that a big seller?
1: <coughs> uh, you're talking about the 99 or the Connecticut by Rocky the Patel? The
0: Connecticut by Rocky Patel.
1: Yes, we make it for an exclusive customer and they sell a boat. I thought so. Guys. Yeah, a I, had a,
0: I had a feeling. Had a feeling. Now is that is that the only Connecticut offering
1: that you have? No, we have the ninety nine Connecticut. The ninety nine the Edge right. Light. Okay. The Edge Light is a and, Connecticut. And also referendum. Nish's cigar, his first cigar, Zen, was a Connecticut shade. hmm How yeah. uh how difficult was it to live with Nish once he got a cigar with his name on it? It was trust me, it was just as difficult as before. <laughs> as I, I don't know if his head could even get through that door It's gotten so big. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know you and Nish and Rocky all three of you are honestly some of the best ambassadors the cigar industry has. Thank you. That means a lot to us. Not only for your own product but for the cigar industry as well, which I think is is, is a really cool and very noble thing, you know. Thank you. You guys are uh, and that's one of the things I remember saying to Rocky is that uh, I we appreciate what you do for the entire cigar industry, not just the fact that you make, you know, great cigars.
1: Well listen, it's important to us. We don't if the worst case scenario happens, you're gonna lose all creativity in this industry. And we don't go to bed worried about competition, we go to bed worried about the government. You know, we'll compete with anybody. We think we'll work as hard or harder and make as good as quality cigars as they do, but the thing that scares us is the government and we want competition. It's healthy out there. Yeah. How do you feel about where things are right now? Are you feeling encouraged at all? We are definitely feeling encouraged but we still have a battle ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And please, everyone listening out there, join Cigar Rights of America. It's very important to protect your rights as an American, as a cigar smoker.
0: And I'm, I'm proud to announce, by the way, that in January, I don't have the exact date yet. Yeah, uh, we have yet. a show lined up for we that. We have a show lined up with a representative from Cigar Rights of America. That's very important. And we please. really want to stress what people can do to
1: get involved and to help help right. the cause it's a fundamental this is not an illegal product this is a right. legal product in every state in our country and we should be able to as adults make the decision to smoke or not to smoke why do you want to take those rights away from us That's it doesn't make right. sense to me
0: last thing i want to ask you is about the nimi d Yes, sir. You got your own cigar in the line I as do. well. So tell us a little bit about that. How did that happen? And uh, do, uh, how involved were you in the process of uh, putting it together? And, and what can you tell us about it?
1: Well, the Nimi-D, let me first tell you a little bit about the cigar. I like a little stronger cigar. So this is, to me, medium to full body. but most people think it's a fuller-bodied cigar. has a Habano wrapper from Ecuador. I also have Hamistron. I love Hamistron tobacco, so it has that sweetness from the Hamistron. It also has the power from Nicaragua and has some Costa Rican in there to give it a little bit of sweetness. So it's rich, well balanced, medium to full bodied. And when Nish and I blended our cigars, Rocky let us blend them on our own. Obviously, we gave it to him to get his approval. At the end of the day, it's Rocky Patel right, premium right, right. cigars. It's not right, Nimber right. side sure, premium sure. cigars. So but he let us blend our own stuff and then with his blessing we went on to the market with it.
0: Well it. Uh, uh, I'm excited. I have not had a chance to try one, so I'm excited. Nor have excited I. Excited we'll have to, to do it. a
1: review on that. And, uh, we might yeah, ask, actually,
0: show. I have them
1: here, but they're in the hotel room. I left <laughs> them there by mistake. <laughs> okay, well,
0: we'll uh, we'll find some. Awesome, we'll get and you we'll talk, about, yeah, we'll talk about them on the show. Uh, Nimish, I want to thank you so much for this. This has been very educational, uh, and it's been a lot of fun, too, talking about this. And, well, thank, and you. thank you. I think you what you guys cigars. are doing are
1: great, educating people about liquors, cigars, living the good life, and that's what it's all about. And
0: smoking and toasting. So come out to the store tonight. We're
1: going to have a good time.
0: And Nimish Desai from Rocky Patel. Thank you again for being on the Thank show, you, gentlemen. It's smoking and toasting. It has been a pleasure, and so we'll just say, cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Now, if you're watching on Facebook Live, it's a bonus segment. If you're listening to the show in linear fashion, if you download it or you get us on TuneIn or on Apple or on uh, Google Play, it'll just be the final segment. But uh, we're still here with Nimish, and he's agreed to hang with us just a little more and uh, and talk cigars, so we appreciate that. And uh, we are, I I have to say, as a fan of the brand, I'm really impressed by the fact that you mentioned earlier... Some of the things you, you guys make, you like a lot more than others. I could say that as well, but I, have, I don't think since, since you started calling them Rocky Patel cigars, I don't think I've tasted one where I've gone, eh, that doesn't work for me.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, what I'm saying is they're not my flavor profile. They're very right. good cigars, but it's just not what I would go to every day. But we don't blend for ourselves. We blend for what we believe the consumer wants out there.
0: And how many cigars do you produce a year now? We're gonna be at twenty million this year. Twenty million cigar. I mean, to to keep the quality levels even close to consistent on twenty million of anything is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and you gotta have a lot of first of all you gotta have a lot of tobacco. Yeah. And next you gotta have great, great people at the factory levels, which we're blessed with our own factories, with the placentias, with Drew Estates, with General. They got really great people who know what they're doing. And making sure that our quality of our cigars are up to our standards.
0: Now you mentioned Placencia. Which of your cigars are made by uh, are, 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 are made in cooperation with other uh, with, with, with other oh, Okay, yeah.
1: so like the Edge is made with Placencia. Yep. The sun, regular Sun is made with Placencia. Uh, the 20th anniversary is made with Placencia. Placencia makes one of the vintages. We make one vintage in our factory, and then General makes the other vintages. Drew Stakes makes Java for us. But then a lot of our newer stuff has come out of our factory in Nicaragua. Out of your factory. Yes, sir. I just smoked earlier this week, actually, one of the Old World Reserves. Yep. What a terrific cigar. Well, you're going to like what I'm going to tell you. We're looking at, because that that cigar is actually grandfathered. It was on the market in February Mm -hmm. of 2007. So we're looking at coming back with that cigar. Either it's going to be in 18 or 19. We don't know when, but that cigar will be back on the market.
0: Wow, that's terrific. Because right now it's not available, is that what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. But it's coming
1: back. That that blend
0: was just so so awesomely complex. The the flavor in it. That's
1: that's terrific. Just, when the materials are ready, that's when we're going to start making the cigar.
0: Wow, that's that's really cool to hear because that was that was one that I really like. Um, do you do you take stuff off the market very often? Does it uh, uh, oh. is it. Is it based on tobacco availability, it's, it's or you based, have one that doesn't uh, well, sell as well as others? ability,
1: he, but a lot of times it's demand. If something's right. not working, why are you going to keep it out there? Yeah, right, right. the next thing? Right. I hate to say that because we don't ever want that to happen to a cigar, sure. but can't hit a home run every time. Especially
0: one of my favorites. You know what?
1: Not not every <laughs> song is Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> you I'm know a- what's <laughs> funny? People, and I won't say exact lines, but people... You don't make that cigar anymore, man. I, that's my favorite cigar. So "Where were you when we yeah, were selling this cigar?" <laughs> yeah.
0: If it really was your favorite, yeah. Why weren't
1: you buying bags and bags and boxes of that cigar? All right. So, how
0: many of the fifty-five do I need to buy to ensure that now that, that cigar is doing well? Okay, so. <laughs> okay, okay, good. good. That's good. what it was that's, really about. That's right? good to know. That's what I was working towards. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Ian, you brought a rum uh, with oh, you can today. Can I tell you one
1: thing oh, about yeah. the fifty-five? Yeah, oh, anything. And let me tell you one thing. And because of this FDA regulation. That size may have to go away because we never had 55 ringgate cigars back in 2007. So long as this, and that's what's so bad, really the cigar is out there. Why are you going to take it away? But we may right. have to change it to normal shapes in the future. We're hoping we don't have to. But that could be a tragedy of the FDA. Wow. One of the things I loved about the 55
0: is even though it was a larger ring gauge, it was very easy to smoke. A yep. lot of times right. when I get into bigger ring gauge cigars, I have actually trouble with the construction on them. Yeah. They don't smoke as well Well, for because
1: me. I think people pack too much tobacco. The key, there's two issues with uh, a tough draw. It's either humidity that got back into the cigar or they just packed it with too much tobacco. Wow. Now, what we do at our factory, we draw test 100% of our cigars. So, in theory, every cigar should smoke should perfect, the same, right? Yeah. But there's human error. And guys, well, what do you mean by human error? I said, look, if you're doing this eight hours a day checking the meter, all of a sudden a pretty girl walks by and your head turns this way, you're <laughs> not paying attention. Human error. <laughs> right. Things it, happen. Or humidity sure. could have got right. into the cigar. Yeah.
0: Now, these um, quality checkers whose job it is to, you know, smoke the cigars that are at various stages of
1: development, how do you apply for one of those jobs? <laughs> that. You gotta, you gotta have a key, a special key to get that position. <laughs> okay, <I'm laughs> but let me tell you, those uh, supervisors in the factories, a lot of pressure on them.
0: I bet there is. Cause actually, they gotta, yeah.
1: they gotta know what they're doing. They gotta check that cigar quickly before it goes into the quality control department, because you try to catch the air on the floor. If a guy's making a mistake in a cigar, he's going to make that mistake all day long. So
0: you want to catch it before he makes a whole bunch of cigars. Yeah, right. that exactly. Because uh, then
1: you're wasting materials and right, time. And yeah. what people don't realize, also for the roller, because in these factories, they're paid on piecework. So they only get paid for cigars that are accepted. If their cigars rejected, they don't get paid for it. Uh, interesting. So if they are making a mistake, they also want to know right yeah, away.
2: Yeah, they, they have to know.
1: And was it hard when you guys set your own...
0: Uh, when your own factory up in Nicaragua, was it hard to find the great
1: rollers? Do you have to
0: steal them away from other
1: companies? Like How do you, how do you go about well, doing that? We started off slow. Right now in that factory, we're still doing about 12,000 cigars a day, but we were only doing about 1,500 a day. So over the last six, seven years, we've worked our way up. But that's what we do. As we get, our factory gets bigger, more people want to come work for you. Because, you know, how it works in these Latin American countries is these rollers work on yearly contracts. Okay. So uh, once their contract is up, they got to go reapply. Now, a factory is always going to bring back a good roller from the year before. But if they weren't such a good roller the year before, they may not want to bring them back. So they got to go look for jobs are elsewhere.
2: there Are there different levels of rollers? There are because if you're like, rolling
1: I, I, a shape, you're a more experienced roller. Right. So
2: there's master rollers, but then you specialize in this. Or, right. And is that something you put on your uh on
1: your on your uh, resume resume <laughs> I, like i don't i don't even know you know what i've never applied for a cigar job <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know I'm what they totally, do yeah, yeah. yeah. totally good. No, we don't really deal with that Curious we have our guys that. in the factory that
0: are kind of specialists yeah. in in putting that together We don't want
1: to deal with the labor laws we just want to sell cigars make right, cigars right. and sell cigars that's where, it
0: where is your factory in Nicaragua in Esteli in Esteli yeah. okay and uh is that something that's that's tourable i know people uh like to go to, you know, the Dominican and Honduras and Nicaragua and uh, sure. tour some of the factories? What we
1: do is we, our main factory is with Placentia is in Honduras. So what we do is we have these factory tours. But what the interesting part is we take them to both countries. So you know, it's a three-night three trip. So the first day you just fly and relax. The next morning you get up, you see the entire operation in Honduras. Then you come back, hang out for the evening. The next day we take them to Nicaragua to see our operations over there. Because, remember, from our factory to there, it's about an hour and a half bus drive, but the border could take you 30 minutes or an hour. Guys right. don't mind because it's an experience to them. I, yeah, I hate stay, sitting at that border waiting, but they love it because you've got cigars, beer, they're watching <laughs> people with machine guns. And all. It's a it's unique experience <laughs> Right, you never done it. Sure. So that time lag doesn't bother them. Then we see the whole operations there and come back to our house in Honduras because we have a house in Honduras, and we stay there and then fly out the next day. You'll get to see best of both worlds, both countries. That sounds like an awesome experience. How do people find, If somebody wants to find out about how to participate in that, what do they do? Uh, they can talk to their local retailer because what we try to do is have a store set up a trip so they invite their consumers ah, down. Gotcha, that but if sense. not, you can contact us at mm-hmm. info at RockyPatel.com. Info at RockyPatel.com. Yes, and then, hey, I'd like to do a tour, and when we have space available, we'll let you know in advance. We've got spaces available. Would you guys got like to come, you can say yes or no. Basically, the consumer, all they do is pay for their airline ticket. Everything else is taken care of for them down wow, there. Wow, that's great. Wow, that's, that's fantastic.
2: So that's I brought um, I brought this Bacardi, oddly enough. It's a Bacardi Limitada Grand Reserva. This is their limited barrel-aged reserve rum. We found this up at uh, Specs. It was discounted deeply. I think we paid less than $60 for this particular bottle. And, and this it normally is,
0: sells for what?
2: Well, I think the list price on it was close to 100. It was 90 wow. something.
0: Wow. Well, Or someone made a mistake.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah well, or someone made a mistake. Well, I was
0: going to say, normally we probably wouldn't be doing a Bacardi Rum on, right, on yeah, the show, but. Right, yeah, uh, because generally speaking,
2: Bacardi Rum comes at, at a lower price point, and it's not, you know, it's fine for is it it's mixing up. I think it's that it's one there. It's this one right here, actually. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Scotch. Yeah, yeah. So That's the Scott So, so I will uh, tell you this this goes with the cigar.
1: Really well. Probably helps enhance the spices of the cigar. Yes, Yes. it brings out the spices and the the the
2: fullness and the the flavor.
1: Yep. And this is sweet like
2: rum, but it also finishes like a Scotch almost, right? Without yeah, without a ton of the sweetness on the end. Yes, it's quite. The nose, it is nice. And it definitely brings out the other flavors. Like uh, earlier, we had the um, the sour that brought out more of the leather and the earth in this. This brings out more of the spice. What I
1: told you earlier, I don't like a lot of sweetness. This does not have a ton of sweetness. No, no, it's not super
2: sweet. Very vanilla, yeah. very, um, well,
1: very rum,
2: but, mm-hmm. but also very refined rum and, and complex flavors. I actually enjoyed that, and I was yeah. nervous because I told you guys I'm <laughs> yeah, not big rum I guy. I like rum, <laughs> just
1: give me a little bit, but, but it's not over-the-top sweetness at Well, all. you right. know, there are
0: so many different flavor profiles in rum now, much yeah. like uh, great whiskeys and, and, uh, and even great tequilas. Um, the the profiles can be so different one from another. Uh, all rums got a little bit of that sugar sweetness to course, it, but from uh, the cane. but boy, you can you can really get. You mentioned it finishing, you know, more like a scotch, and yeah. it really does. And there's a number of them out there actually that we've tried that have that that uh, characteristic to See, them. See,
2: you know, I wasn't very much of a rum drinker. My dad loved rum, and every time I drank my dad's rum, it was. Not the best rum.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you, I'm not a big tequila guy, but I'm sure you guys know Nish is a big tequila drinker. Yes, yes, as a matter of fact. All right, so there's, and I just, I'm not a tequila guy. I have a margarita, don't get me wrong. So there's this um, tequila out there called Jose Cuerva Family Reserva.
0: Oh yes, I uh, have it.
1: If you don't put it to the nose, you almost close your eyes and drink. You think you're drinking a scotch. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> it's I've had amazing that, stuff, and it's amazing. Yes. And I smell it. I'm like, oh, here's the tequila. Here's the tequila. Yeah, no, no, I got it. I got <laughs> Not it for me.
0: Nimish, uh, anything we haven't covered? that's something you want to mention? What's next uh, from the Rocky Patel line?
1: Well, yeah, um, you know we have a burn in Naples. Okay. And it's our cigar bar that we have there. By April, we're going to have four more open. Where? Pittsburgh will be open mid-January. And then by end of April, we'll also have Atlanta, uh, Indianapolis, and Oklahoma City. Wow. Wow, okay. And so I know in Pittsburgh, we also have a full kitchen. I don't know about the other three new locations. Well, we may have to road trip and try this out. I think we're going to have family in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'll, have there you go. I'll have to go so visit. So mid-January, then... we're going to have the opening, and probably sometime in February, I'm sure, a grand opening. Wow. But we're very, very excited. Uh, Rocky wants to bring his experience of when he's smoking a cigar to you. And it's usually with us, that means a good meal and some great liquors. Wow. That's what he's trying to bring, that experience. And nice. also, these places, what we, we didn't realize that happened with Burn that we opened up in Naples, it became the in-spot. So you bring in all these new consumers who would never probably try a cigar, now smoking cigars, which is very big for our industry. because. Let's be honest. Our people are dying. They're not coming in as quick as they're going That's out. Right. So we got to start right. bringing these younger people in. Right. Well, and you know, it's 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 kind of a lost art too.
2: Like a great cigar, and especially one paired with a specific meal, is such a nice finisher. It's it's a dessert all its own. After That's a true. Meal. And, you know, and think,
1: about, where else in the world can you go besides a cigar store where income doesn't matter, race doesn't matter, gender doesn't matter? Yeah. People yeah. You sit down matter. at the table and you smoke this. You're going to have a janitor set next to a CEO of a major corporation. It does And, having a, and having a great conversation. great yeah, conversation. That's right. It doesn't happen any, anywhere else.
0: No, cigars are the great uniter. I really yes, believe that. I believe that, they too. They really are. Nimish, thank you so much for being on the show, for staying for the extra segment. We appreciate it so much. I just wanted to mention to our Facebook Live people... Uh, that we didn't have perfect Facebook Live audio today. If you've had trouble hearing any of this, just download the show or listen to it on SoundCloud or tune in. Just go look for Smoking and Toasting. You can also uh, download the show on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, on Google Play. This has been great fun. Thank
1: you so it's been much. Been an honor.
0: Please come back anytime. Thank you very much. Anytime. We'd love to have you anytime.
1: Thank you. And uh, we'll see everybody in Minneapolis where the Packers will be in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is back. And they'll be playing the Patriots. We'll see you there. Probably true.